0: Thank you so much for listening to our podcast here at the Greenwood Church of God. We are so excited that you have found us here. Our prayer is that this podcast would enrich your life and give you strength for this week ahead. Thank you so much for being here. Now enjoy the podcast. Uh, just last night, I won't go into the details, but we had an adventure last night uh, after supper. And um, it's always a joy to be around him. Whenever we moved to Winona uh, back in 2017, he was one of the first people in the area that we connected with. And I'd seen him, you know, around state events and whatnot, but never knew him in the way that I grew to know him then. And if you've ever been to Winona, how many of you ever been to Winona? Probably everybody in the room, right? There's nothing there. There's nothing at all in Winona save a couple of places, so I would have to go to Grenada to uh, eat a lot of times, or over here to Greenwood, and so we, we ate at Fan and Johnny's quite a bit, and uh, Crystal Grill quite a bit. and at even Stevens barbecue, my goodness, I miss Stevens. Did y'all miss Stevens. Yeah, we miss Stevens. Stevens barbecue, uh, just some great time of fellowship together through the years. And uh, I love them and I love their family. And so thankful, honored today to stand up and to recognize and just celebrate them. If you've got your Bibles this morning. I want you to turn with me to Psalms chapter 42, verses 1 and 2. And if you want to leave them open, you can. I know they've got a couple of scriptures they're going to help us out with on the screen today. But I know you've stand and sat and stand and sat, so I'm going to let you remain seated today for the reading of the Word of God. Just two Verses this morning. Did you enjoy the praise team today? Amen. They did a phenomenal job. Yeah, come on, give them a hand of of appreciation. (laughs) Psalms chapter 42, verses 1 and 2. And it's very familiar. It says, As the deer, the King James says, as the heart, as the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear? before God. Today I want to talk to you on Pathway to Blessing His Presence. Everybody say that with me. Pathway to Blessing His Presence. Let's pray together today. Father we thank you God for this awesome opportunity just to celebrate two people Lord that are so near and dear to all of our hearts God they are faithful they are a faithful man and woman of God a faithful family Lord not only for the eight years at this church but from teenage years God and from their childhood growing up in the church Lord they have served you God not always perfect none of us are but they have served you and they've done so with heart of love heart of thanksgiving a heart after your own God and we just thank you God for my and Amber and for their family today and we celebrate them Lord we lift them up and pray that blessings would come their way innumerably Lord we lift this church up God Lord and we thank you for the beautiful people that they are the beautiful facility and Lord as we celebrate this day we pray that in the spirit God it would be a milestone day Lord that we can look back and remember God that Lord you today in this 8th year you did a new thing you're doing a new beginning God in Greenwood Church of God and we thank you for that let it be in Jesus name we give you thanks and everybody said, amen. "Amen and amen." The Duke of Wellington said of Napoleon, uh, the great leader, the great French leader of the army, French army. He said of Napoleon that his presence on the field made the difference of. 40,000 men. When Napoleon was on the field, though short in stature he was, all of his men just immediately received a boost of strength and a boost of encouragement. Looking back and seeing their leader leading in the fight and watching him uh, maneuver the battlefield caused the rest of the French army just to gain an innumerable amount of strength that they did not have. And it brings into principle an idea known as a leader's presence, a leader's presence. Aren't you thankful that you've got a wonderful leader in your pastor, amen? And his presence in this church makes a major difference. If you don't think so, just let it not be here and you'll see how much of a difference that the presence of Pastor Michael and Sister Amber mean in the lives of you and in the life of this local body of believers. And so we want to talk today about how a leader leads the people of God into the presence of god a leader's presence is so powerful but even more so god's presence in the lives of his people is all the more powerful leaders in the flesh we are we are finite we're we're not able to do uh, things that god is able to do but god is all-powerful god is all-knowing god is somebody who is able to do anything that we cannot do god is able to do nothing is impossible for him amen and so whenever we talk Talk about the presence of a leader. We've got to understand that a presence of a pastor, of a leader of God's people, must draw his strength or her strength from God's presence Himself to lead the people of God into a deeper hunger that is only satisfied by the presence of God. The psalmist here in Psalms chapter forty-two said, "As the deer pants for the water." Now, psalmist, he loved. Uh, he the psalms are full of just nature, natural. Expressions as he, they sat back and looked at nature and watched them, uh, the, the flowers grow, watch the brook run, watch the deer come to the brook and begin to drink. They began to sing the praises of those things in their heart. And this one he's saying, As the deer comes to the water, as the deer comes to the creek and begins to drink for that which it's been thirsty for, so my soul, oh God, so my heart longs after you to drink of your goodness, to drink of your love. To drink of your joy. To drink of your peace that passes all understanding. To drink of your comfort that, and mercies that are new every morning. Hallelujah. You see God wanted man to experience him and enjoy the experience of God's presence forever. Why is it that we are at church this morning not just to celebrate Pastor and his wife and his family, but to celebrate the God of all gods, amen? The King of all kings, the Lord of all lords to enjoy the presence of God Almighty as a faith family here together. And what a wonderful thing it is to feel the presence of the Lord. A while ago as they were singing um, that song, Pour Your Spirit Out, I just immediately felt that refreshing touch of God come in, amen? And whenever the touch of God, when God's presence comes and touches your life, what you went through this past week just has a tendency to fall out of your mind. Amen. What you're going through today when you walked in the door, it just has a tendency to remind you, hey, there is a God. He does love me. He does care for me. He has my best interests at heart. And I am able to leave this place empowered and strengthened not just by the presence of one another, not by the presence of our pastor, but by the presence of almighty God. Hallelujah. If you're thankful for the presence of God, come on, give him a hand clap of praise today. Just glory in him this morning. God wanted man to enjoy and experience His presence forever. In the earliest of times, He created Adam and Eve. And the Bible said He would come down in the cool of the day and He would walk with them and He would talk with them and they would just enjoy the very presence of God. You see, God is so wonderful and so powerful that His presence is everywhere. There is not a place in the universe that you cannot go where God is not present. There is not a valley too dark or too deep that you cannot get into where God's presence will not find you. There's not a success or mountain too high that you cannot ascend to where God is not already there and His glory and His power is already there. The psalmist said it this way. David said it this way. In Psalms 139, 7-12, he said, Where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea even there your hand shall lead me hallelujah and your right hand shall hold me if I say surely the darkness shall fall on me even the night shall be light about me indeed the darkness shall not hide from you but the night shines as the day the darkness and the light are both alike to you but I love verse 13 says it says for you formed my inward parts you covered me in my mother's womb i will praise you for i am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well hallelujah you see david was basking in the mighty power of god to be present not only in nature not only in all of these different places in the sea in hell in the heavens but even in the mother's womb god's presence is powerful Even there as a baby is being formed, God's presence is so powerful. As He intricately comes alongside and He is forming the inward parts. As He intricately gives grace to a new life. As He gives love to a new life. And so the Bible emphasizes the omnipresence of God. The omnipotence of God. That He's everywhere. That He knows everything. That He sees everything. But not just this. It even speaks of the manifest presence of God. There's a difference between the omnipresence of God, that He is everywhere all the time, and the manifest presence of God. God. There's a difference in saying God is everywhere, but God is here. God is there, but God is here too. If you've ever been in the presence of God, you know it, amen? Amen. You, you can't walk away from His presence and say, what was that? No, when you are in the presence of God, your heart knows it because that's what it was created for. When you're in the presence of God, your body knows it because that's what it was created for. Your mind has an understanding that it's something outside of this world that was not manipulated by man's hands, that it did not get worked up by a series of emotion. But no, God in His omnipotence, God in His power drew near to you in that moment and and he revived and he refreshed and he renewed and restored your soul. Oh, that we would experience the powerful presence of God in our lives again. Oh, that we would find the blessing of God's presence that is new, not just on Sunday, not just on Wednesday, but every single day of our lives. May we shout as David shouted, take not your presence away from me, restore me, O oh God. I need His presence. I don't know about you, but it's where I draw strength from. Hallelujah. And so Adam and Eve knew this very powerful presence. Moses, Aaron and the priests knew the presence of the Lord as it would come down and rest on the tent of meeting as a cloud. They knew the powerful presence of the Lord. Moses knew the presence for 40 days and 40 nights when God regave him the commandments after he had broken the first set of ones. And he came down the mountain and the Bible says that his face glowed under the presence of God so much so that he had to veil it from the people that they would not be afraid of Him. I want to tell you today that God's presence is not only powerful, but God's presence is palpable. You can know it, you can experience, you can see it on people's lives. And whenever I look at your pastor and I look at his wife, I see the very manifest presence of God and I see it leading this wonderful church deeper in God. Amen. Simeon and Anna knew that God's presence was with them as they awaited the prophecy of a boy baby boy named Jesus who finally one day came to the temple in the arms of his mother Mary right beside her was his father Joseph and I can just imagine the exchange that happened in that moment whenever they handed off the baby boy into Anna this great old prophetess of God that waited in the temple and prayed and longed for the prophetic fulfillment of Jesus Christ the son of the living God to come in flesh to the earth I can just imagine this old frail woman getting the very, very literal presence of God in her hands. And the Bible says she lifted up her eyes and she at that moment in time said, Now I can go on. Because I've experienced the power of the presence that is in Jesus Christ. But here's the good news, brothers and sisters. We too can know the presence of the Lord. I want to tell you that this is not just reserved For your pastor and his family. This is not just reserved for those who are on this pulpit today or on this platform this morning. This is not just reserved for those called into ministry. God has a deep longing and a deep desire for every single one of you to know His presence. To experience Him in the fullness. That doesn't mean you have to jump up and hoop and holler. That doesn't mean you have to shout. You very well might. But it does mean that there is a power that comes to live inside of you. That changes your life more than anything ever has before or ever will after. The very manifest presence of God living on the inside of you. You see when Jesus abides in our hearts we know it. Amen. Amen. One of my favorite hymns, I think it's page 184, is He Abides. I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the narrow way for the hand of God in all my life I see. And the reason for my bliss, yes, the secret all is this, that the comforter abides with me. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful that God's Spirit is alive in you this morning? You say, how do you know that, Pastor? I don't always feel Him there. I don't always know that He's there. Here's how I know. Because the Bible tells me that whenever you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Lord, that the Holy Spirit... Spirit came into your life at that moment in time. It sealed you with the seal of redemption. The Holy Spirit abides there, brothers and sisters. And He wants to abide there in a greater power than ever before. Ephesians 3.17 says that Christ may dwell in you through faith, that He may make His home in you through faith. 1 Corinthians 3.16 and 17 says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him, for His temple is holy and you are that temple. Say, I am the temple. Come on, say it. I am the temple of the living God. God lives in me. Jesus Himself said, I think it's already been, in reference this morning in Matthew 18 20 where two or three are gathered together in my name there I am in the midst I'm at the place in my life I'm young yes but I'm at the place in my life where I want to not just go through the formality of religion I don't want to just experience just the patty cake playing with yes. God that we sometimes do right we patty cake with God and we just want a little touch to get us by a little dabble do you in other words I, I'm tired of the formality I just want the very literal presence of Almighty God. The one that gives me life. The one that is the source of my strength. The one that is the river of living water that's on the inside of me. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want to experience Him. As Sister Amber shared her heart with her Sunday school class this morning, and it was already been referenced by the brother earlier. You know what, what that comes from? That desire to fulfill every amount of, of, of things that God has given you, every amount of potential, in other words, in your life that God has given you, that desire to fulfill that comes through experiencing God's presence more with not being satisfied. That's right. Amen. Think with me for a moment. Just think to yourself. You don't have to answer this question, and it's not rhetorical. There's a yes or a no answer. Are you satisfied in God today? Are you satisfied in God? Are you satisfied with where you are? Are you satisfied with how much you have? Are you satisfied, I'm not even talking about how much of stuff you have, but how much of God you have? See, the reason that this message is called Pathway to Blessing is because so many times we think the pathway to blessing is materialistic, right? When we get more stuff. Well, the pathway to blessing is when we get a promotion in our workplace. Or the pathway to blessing is whenever we get some success heralded in the newspaper. Or the pathway to blessing is whenever uh, somebody on the city council recognizes us. And all those things are great. I'm not negating them at all. They're all wonderful. If you've worked for that and got those things, praise God. But brothers and sisters, there is coming a day when all of that stuff is going to fade away. The newspapers are going to be burned up with fire. The money is going to melt because the fervent heat in which the Lord's refining this earth with Silver and gold will perish, but if you'll lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where or rust, moth or rust do not enter, then there your treasure will be. Hallelujah. True blessing is not on this earth. It's in the presence, oh and I feel it now, it's in the presence of Almighty God in knowing Him and in knowing Him in fullness. Hallelujah. Come on, just lift your hands and say, Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah Oh, I feel Him here today, praise God His manifest presence in me, in you Around me, around you, through me, through you It is possible for us to experience We can, and the good news is That God wants us to God wants us to be 21st century temples God wants us to be 21st century temples Not 20th century I'm thankful for the 20th century, but it looked a little different than the 21st century. God wants us to be temples for today, not temples for yesterday. And I'm not even talking about uh, churches made with brick and mortar. I'm talking about our lives. God wants our lives to be temples for today that contain the precious treasure that Paul talked about. That we have this excellency in earthen vessels. What is it? It's a treasure not built or made by man's hands, but it's a treasure of God's spirit within us. Yes. 2 Corinthians 4.7 And so the role of the shepherd, the role of your pastor, is to help lead us, to lead you into a continual, powerful presence of God in your life. Jesus is the good shepherd, amen. He said in John 10, 27, My sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. The same is true of your pastor. You know the voice of the Savior, Jesus, but you also know the voice of the pastor that is leading you and guiding you and there to help you in the tough times and in the rough times and in the times when nobody else is there to cry on. You're able to go to him and his wife and you're able to say hey I just need a shoulder to cry on. I need somebody to listen to me. Maybe my family's tired of it. Maybe my children are tired of acknowledging me, but I just need somebody And in that moment your pastor is able to, to, with the example of Jesus, to lead you closer to the Father, to lead you closer to God Almighty. And so having a relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ as a pastor is paramount. And it's something that I see in your pastor not... But not because I've been around him as he pastors this church. I I was for a little bit of time. I wasn't here on Sunday morning. Of course, I was there on Sunday morning. But I saw his life on a day-to-day basis. And I saw his walk with the Lord. And no man is perfect. I will admit that to you. I am not perfect. You are not perfect. He is not perfect. Amen? Amen. When you walked in this building, you immediately became imperfect. You know why? Because you're with other imperfect people. None of us are perfect. But I've watched as through his imperfections he allows that not to draw him further from God but to push him closer to God. That's the mark of humanity, brothers and sisters, in understanding that we are not perfect, that we are not people who always get up and have our halo turned on to the brightest degree, but that we are people that succumb to the sin of, of depraved humanity, of the sin of fallen humanity, and yet through that there is a presence in our lives that propels us, that encourages us to go further in God than we've ever gone before in spite of, in In spite of the sin, in spite of the sickness, in spite of the death, in spite of the loss, in spite of the suffering, in spite of the pain, we still go further in God. So that's paramount to know that your pastor is leading you. But there are a few blessings of God's presence that I want to talk about before we pray this morning. We know that when you get in God's presence, there are things to be found there. E.M. Bounds, one of the great writers of prayer, he wrote a book on prayer, a classic book on prayer. And I was reading this the other day, actually kind of reading and kind of listening to. I'm kind of a dual learner. I, I listen and read at the same time. So I was reading and listening to this the other day. And he asked a question in his book that I've never thought about. He said, how many times have you left the presence of God empty-handed? Yeah. Think about it this morning. How many times have you left God's presence empty-handed? Whether it was in a church service, whether it was whenever you knelt by your bed at night, maybe you just said the little, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep kind of prayer. And you left God's presence empty-handed. Brothers and sisters, there are things that God wants to give into our lives. There are gifts, there are blessings that are not not that you can touch, but spiritual. There are things that you can take away from God's presence as treasures in you. And so the first one I want to tell you about this morning is joy. Everybody say joy. joy. Who needs some joy in the house today? In this world of sadness and darkness and fear and negligence and evil, we need joy. We need the joy of the Lord that is our strength. Psalms chapter 16, 11 said, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. How many remember the joy of salvation? Hallelujah. When you got down on your knees or maybe you were riding in the car, wherever you were when God's Spirit touched you, and drew you to the cross where you realized you were a sinner in need of a Savior, and the precious grace of God touched your life. Your sin, your guilt rolled off, and there came a joy that was unspeakable. Hallelujah. It was full, it wasn't lacking, it wasn't diminishing, but it was full. It was full of joy that fullness of joy in salvation. Do you know that you can have joy in trials? Yes, amen. Paul said to have joy when you go through various trials and tribulations you ever just read scripture see us and, and said what was he thinking how can i have joy in this how can i have joy when i get a diagnosis that nobody wants how can i get a, have joy in losing my job Possibly facing losing my home and my my vehicles. How can I have joy in that? How can I have joy standing beside the casket of a loved one that should have lived longer? How can I have joy in the trials of life? Here's how you can have joy in God's presence. Just because we go through things does not mean God withdraws himself. Remember Psalms 23. What does it say? When I walk through the valley of what the shadow of death, I will fear no evil why, for you are with me. Hallelujah. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me, not on the heights of the mountaintops, but in the presence of my enemies. I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, that when the heat of life comes in, when the rain clouds assemble over your head, when things begin to go in a degrading or negative direction, you can find joy in God's presence still in that moment because He's near to the brokenhearted. He He's near to the shattered in spirit. He's near whenever the dark clouds of disbelief and depression to try to overcome you. The joy of the Lord is near. Lift up your head. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Lift up your head and let joy be revived in you. There's joy in trials through the joy of the Lord that is our strength. And there's joy when He comes and when we come to Him, we draw strength. In that joy. Number two, there is freedom. Everybody say freedom. 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 It's a concept we actually know very little of, but boast that we know a lot of, Pastor. We boast in it because we live in the land of the free and the home of the what? Y'all know over here. I don't know about this side over here. (laughs) Y'all know where we live. We live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. We know about freedom. And thank God for America. Amen. Amen. Thank God for freedom. Thank God for living. If you've ever traveled around and visited other countries, well, you'll come back with a greater understanding and thankfulness in your heart for the freedoms we do have in America. You'll understand it and you'll be appreciative of it. So we know about the freedom that we have in a patriotic way, about the freedom we have in a national way, but yet so many of us boast in that patriotic freedom, but yet are still spiritually bound. We boast in the freedom outwardly, but we're bound inwardly. Oh yeah, we may sing. I, I'm sorry, you'll learn about me eventually if I ever get invited back. I don't know, but I, I, I just follow what the Lord says. But we, we, may sing on the, we may sing on the praise team, but we may, can still be inwardly bound. Mm-hmm yeah we we may even sometimes give a, a, in a helping hand to somebody indeed and we want to boast in that but spiritually we're still inwardly bound our worships restricted our prayer life is restricted our witness and testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ is restricted and so we don't know freedom how do we get free if we're ever in a place like that the bible tells us how in second corinthians 3:17 it says now the lord is the spirit And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Hallelujah. To be bankrupt of the presence of God is to be bankrupt of true freedom. Without God, freedom is not possible. And where freedom is denied, pain and sorrow would dwell and dominate. But there is deliverance in God today. Hallelujah. There is deliverance where you can shout, leaving, I'm free. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. When you get in the presence of God Freedom will loose that restriction It'll break off those heavy chains Of sorrow and despair and bondage And you'll find yourself Maybe you never cried before But you'll find yourself crying in the presence of God Maybe you never lifted your hands But you'll find yourself lifting your hands Shouting holy, holy, holy Is the Lord God almighty Who was and who is And who is to come, hallelujah I declare in this place Freedom in the name. Name of Jesus. Freedom to rejoice. Freedom to praise. Freedom to worship. Freedom to lift up holy hands without wrath or fear or trembling. Freedom to pray. Hallelujah. Freedom. Freedom in your life. Without it, you live a miserable existence. Once you've tasted true freedom. It's like the analogy I used a while ago. Going to another country and coming back to America. Once you've seen what freedom's not like and you've lived in freedom all of your life, I love those nations and I pray for those people, but y'all all don't want to live there. It would really have to be God, brother, to get me to go there and stay more than five days. I don't want to live there. I love where I live. They may say we're the last in everything in Mississippi, but y'all, I'm proud of it. You can look at me and tell it. (laughs) But when you've tasted what freedom is like, you are not happy dwelling in captivity any longer. And so your life is just succumbed to a miserable existence without the very presence of the Lord that gives you freedom. Number three is comfort. Anybody need comfort today? The Bible says in Psalms 42.5, why my soul are you downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. There's a comfort that is greater than anything else in this life in knowing that God is with you, that He goes before you that he's your rear guard behind you that he stands by your side that there is no place you could go where God has not already gone ahead of you God. just as I said while ago in Psalms 23 Jesus is with you through the valley of the shadow of death you know what he told us one of the greatest promises he ever gave us before he left this earth in Matthew 28 He said, when you're doing the Great Commission, take cheer, take joy, Pastor. When you're preaching my word, when you're preaching the gospel, find joy in knowing, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I'm with you there's comfort in that number four there's assurance in the presence of God Acts 2.25 David said about him I saw the Lord always before me it says because he is at my right hand I will not be shaken there is an assurity that you can be given that is greater than anything you may face where you're able to stand flat footed anchored in God Almighty and his goodness in spite of the waves and the wind that blow against you you're able to begin given a backbone that is so much greater than your own and you stand in the surety that the Lord is good, that He's got me, God's got my back. Look at your neighbor and just say that. God's got my back today. God's got my back. There's assurance there. And then number five, this last one I love. There's freshness in the presence of God. And church, you know what I'm talking about because there's a freshness that's here in this church, in this room. I felt it well, when we immediately started singing. We felt it whenever we, again, as we sing, it, pour your spirit out. I felt it just sweep across us. Pastor, has been places I know. I've been places I know. Some of you have been places I know. Where the presence of the Lord is not. And there's stillness there. And again, if you've ever been in a place that is stale. <laughs> boy, are you happy for a place that's fresh. Amen. Who in their right mind would eat still bread? Except for brim in a pond, right? We want the fresh bread. We want the good bread. I think our parents teach us from an early age when you go to get bread at Walmart, what do you do to it? You press it down a little bit. This was before Walmart pickup. Our younger generation don't know anything about this. You press it down a little bit to see if it's fresh. Whichever one's not hard, that's the one you take. You know what's fresh and you know what's stale. And where the presence of God is, there is no staleness. Because there's no stagnation and there is no death. There's freshness that is there. Acts 3.19 says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. You may be here today. I don't know you from Adam's house yet. I know your pastor, his wife. I uh, I know our brother and sister that's here. A couple other brothers and sisters that are in the room. But you may be here today and your life may just be a life full of bondage. You may be here today and your sin has encapsulated you. and You don't know joy and you don't know assurance and you don't know freedom and comfort and you don't know freshness. Can I give you some encouragement today? Today you can have a new start. You can begin a new slate. Hallelujah. All it takes is saying, God, I'm sorry. God, help me. God, forgive me. And a time of refreshing will sleep over your life and you'll rise in the strength of the Lord and in the newness of the day. My goodness, how our churches need a fresh touch and a fresh move of the presence of God that will lead us down a pathway, not of destruction, but a pathway of blessing. Hallelujah. So joy, freedom, comfort, assurance, and freshness. Psalm 67.1 says, May God be gracious to you and bless you and make His face shine on you. It's a repeat of the priestly prayer given in Deuteronomy. In Hebrew, the word presence is the word panem. And it means face. Indicating a closeness. A personal relationship. To know the face of God. To seek it. And to know and to seek after His presence. Why? Because it's available. It's accessible for you and for me. Not just in the happy times. Not just in the bad times. But in every time we can know the presence of Almighty God and we can draw strength from it stand on your feet with me today the presence of God the word face Panem. how many I'm going to take you somewhere in your memory real quick I hope it doesn't go bad How many remember the face of a loved one who's gone on? And if they came today and you saw their face again, boy, what what joy it would bring you. What peace. There's peace in knowing that they're in heaven. Oh, yes. But what joy it it would be to see that face again, to experience that Approval of that loved one that that knowledge of who they are it's, it's what we really wait for all of us Christians one day to see again in heaven amen it's the hope of heaven but can I give you a nugget to take home with you you don't have to wait till you get to heaven to see God's face you don't have to wait to he- till you get to heaven to experience the fullness of the presence of God y'all if it wasn't possible to receive God's presence now, why are there 66 books that tend to believe make us believe it is? Would the whole Bible be a lie? Absolutely not. And so while you might not be able to see that face of a loved one, you're able to see the face of their Creator today. You're able to feel His love and His affection shining down on you. You're able to feel that comfort, that reassurance, that freedom shining down on you today to let the presence of Almighty God shine upon you today and give you peace and give you strength today. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. I want us to pray together today. I don't know how you guys normally do altar time but I just feel the Lord drawing us together this morning Father I thank you God for your word God I thank you God for your spirit and your power that's here today Lord in Jesus mighty name I pray that your presence would come Lord we've invited you, we've sang about you we've preached about you, now Lord you just need to show up, we just need you God to show up, we can't do it, we're people we're just mere mortals, we're mere men but God you can show up in the lives of your people and show them your goodness and your glory, show them your joy, show them your freedom in this place today, Father I pray you'd move on every heart if there be one who needs to repent so that they can start again so they can receive freshness move on them in joy and in grace and in mercy today if there be one not saved today oh God draw them to the cross so they can find freedom for their soul and for their heart in Jesus name every head still bowed every eye closed you say Pastor Odom, I'm here today and I'm a sinner in need of a Savior I need Jesus Christ to save me from my sin or maybe you're not a sinner in need of a Savior maybe you just need a new start today maybe you've messed up maybe you you've fallen into a lifestyle that you know is not godly and you want the presence of God in your life again you want God to renew and give you that freshness again you say I'm here and I want to return to God I'm here and I want to be saved will you just slip your hand up in the house today anywhere, anywhere, anybody the Lord knows that hand hallelujah the Lord sees your heart He sees your life praise God praise God this is what I want you to do if you lifted your hand I want you to make your way up to the front today pastor's going to come He's going to begin to pray. And Sister Amber as well, for the lady, is going to come and begin to pray this morning with you and for you. Number three, if you're here and you say, Brother, I just want a greater touch of God in my life. I just want a greater presence of God. I want to know Him more. I want to know this pathway to blessing. I want to know what it is to bask in the This is Pastor Michael Mooneyham. I want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We are so thankful that you chose to join us in this way, but we would also love for you to come and join us in person at 1102 Sergeant John Pittman Parkway in Greenwood, Mississippi. Our service time is at 1040 a.m., and we would love to see you here. Thank you once again for listening. We hope to see you soon. God bless.